It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scotty and Goss on this Tuesday morning. Just a reminder, March 11, we're back full-time. Monday morning will be massive. Monday, March 11, when we return to all things Eagles and Dockers on a Monday, Scotty. Yeah. And one man, of course, doesn't take a day off anyway, is Sammy Edmund, uh, SEN's number one ace reporter. And, well, he's the main man over there in SEN Melbourne, of course, and he was there yesterday with Bucks on the show, but there was no Kane Corns, and I'm led to believe Corn was in Perth. Uh, I'm sorry? Yes. But you would have got called. <laughs> Did you not get a message? Catch up. Sammy Edmund, good morning. Morning, boys. I approved his disguise before he left. Uh, <laughs> spectacled, a beard and a hat. Uh, Clever. Almost, uh, yeah, almost like Forrest Gump when he's halfway across Monument Valley there in Utah. Uh, he, he had to go in a heavy disguise, and we know the reasons for that. Yeah, very true. Now, oh, it's for his own personal safety. Exactly. And uh, by the way, speaking of never missing, I mean, clearly... You don't miss either, uh, Timmy, because uh, this being the 27th day of February is your uh, very happy birthday. What what did Scotland actually get you for a gift? Uh, A hug. Yeah, a couple of hugs. A hug? Yeah. Yeah. Can't put a price on that, Sammy. You cannot put a price on a big hug from me. We all need that for some of them. Yeah, not from him, you don't. Hey, hey Sammy, just in uh, the big story, and we're still waiting to find out when the tribunal is, will be the form of penalty for Sam Pepper. Some say, well, it'll be definitely minimum three. He's admitted guilt. He sort of said it wasn't his intention, blue blah, blue, get all that. But then with what's on the agenda right now and fresh off the back of Angus Brayshaw's retirement and so much about, you know, what's going to take place with the class action... This could be massive. This could be, we're talking five or six. Agree or disagree? Uh, Well, look, the backdrop you touched on there, but with Angus Brayshaw lost to the game at 28, the 100-player class actions in the courts at the moment, we've heard a bit of that of late, the Victorian coroner John Kane's recommendations to the league um, about limiting contact at training among a series of recommendations that the league are due to respond to in the course of the next couple of weeks, mind you. Never a good time to put yourself front and centre when it, when it comes to the hottest potato in football at the moment, that being concussion. Now, the debate was always going to be, was the impact with Mark Keane, Adelaide's Mark Keane from Sam Pepper deemed to be high or severe impact? Now, Michael Christian went with severe, so that's a trigger for the, the tribunal hearing and a three-plus match ban. But I can tell you the league are pushing for more than that. They're going for four-plus. So whenever that tribunal is heard, the league will come in hard. Now, I know they're asked to at least four. Sam Pelpepper would be interesting to see what sort of contrition, which we've already already heard from him in a public sense, his team present to the tribunal itself. But uh, this will be Exhibit A, Exhibit A+. 
for concussion this year and, and set the tone for what we might see for the rest of the campaign. This is going down the path, I know they're two very, very different things, but this is going down the path of like an Asada saying, we don't care how it got into your system, you are guilty, it's in your system. This is going down that path of, we don't care if you didn't mean to, uh, we know you didn't mean to, but you got him and you're going to get pinged heavily. Yeah, so what you're touching on there is the fact that, you know, Willie Rioli did sling Marquine into the path of Sam Pelpepper. I think that's acknowledged. But could Sam Pelpepper, uh, Pelpepper have approached that contest differently? And the AFL will definitely argue yes. Um, he went in without a duty of care. He, he charged in. Um, was he solely to blame for the incident? No. But did he owe a greater duty of care to the player involved, Marquine? Yes. And these are the sorts of acts that uh, that the league and we and all the reasons we just articulated are absolutely adamant they need to stamp out of the game. And part of it is changing player behaviour over time, which you know we acknowledge is hard for some players, especially the way Sam Pelpepper plays the game. But uh, we're going to see more of this this year, guys, and the, the bands are just going to get more and more severe. I think very much so. Hey, and it was on the topic of discussion at the Captain's Day yesterday, where the captains do their uh, pre-season photo. They get. Uh, surveyed on a whole range of topics. What was the fallout from that? Yeah, so concussion, absolutely the forefront of this. So we've just been speaking about the perpetrator, for lack of a better phrase, in Sam Pelpepper. What about the victim in Marquine? Because the AFL is yet to formalise its concussion protocols, guys, and we are, what, nine days out from the start of the home and away season proper here. Now, at the heart of this conversation that's happening in AFL at the moment and the debate is the return to play threshold. Now, it sits at 12 days at the moment, Sources I've spoken to on this say it's currently being debated at AFL House. Now, it is certainly no guarantee to remain at the 12 days. We've seen the AIS and Sports Medicine Australia recently release the concussion guidelines for community sport that recommend a 21-day rest period before returning to competition in line with uh, with what's in place already in the UK and New Zealand as well. So, look, it might well stay at 12 days, but it's certainly no formality at the moment and something that uh, they are debating in at the AFL and that the clubs are waiting for in the not-too-distant future. Unlike other shows, we will talk about teams on the East Coast, mate. Uh, all the match sim weekends have uh, have played out. Anything extraordinary come out of those? Anyone you uh, have changed your tune on and um, think they're going to have a big year or any players that will have a breakout year? Clearly, the Saints will be uh, arguing come August for a home qualifying final at Marvel, the way their match went. And uh, Essendon <laughs> may be staring down the barrel of a wooden spoon. What do you reckon, boys? Yeah. I say you take nothing out of it, but it's hard to do. When North Melbourne are going to be, uh, we'll just roll the reigning premiers by 40 odd points. So they're up for a beauty, too. There's not, well, there's not a lot to be taken out of scores and that sort of stuff, but uh, anything catch your eye over the weekend, Sammy? Oh, look, I did seriously like the way St Kilda moved the football, to be honest. I thought that was eye-catching, particularly off half-back. Liam Henry, a very shrewd acquisition there. I thought Geelong looked pretty sharp too, to be honest with you. And uh, it is early days, of course, and all the reasons we articulate. And we actually just gone to long await word on Cam Guthrie's quad injury and what he's perhaps, boys, just changing tack slowly here. The first proper test for clubs to be more transparent with injuries, because I'm not sure what you thought, but I reckon Geelong among the worst offenders last year. Mm. They pioneered the short term, the medium term and the long term and had a few injuries that they chucked into those three categories. But when Cam Guthrie went down as if shot against the Blues last week with that quad, 
and the, the statement from Geelong came out, precautionary quad, I thought, oh. we're not off to a great start, are we? We're showing more transparency. So we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah. Sam Guthrie, who unfortunately for him, might be staring down the barrel of a pretty significant absence here. Yeah, very much so. We are seeing more transparency for the West Coast Eagles, who, who declared that they would be a more transparent football club. We've seen some movement there. They've got obviously got a huge injury problem already with Matt Flynn going down, which, which is their number one big man recruit, so they can't take a trick. What's your expectation of the W? teams, uh, Sammy, over there. I mean, do you think there's more pain to come for West Coast? And, and what's the view on Fremantle? Are they just making up numbers or are they a genuine contender? What is the vibe over there in, uh, in the centre of the universe? Yeah, look, I think Fremantle are viewed as a finalist, at least a, a, a playing list that would be fitting of, of, of a top eight finish. I don't think that's any uh, earth-shattering statement. And clearly the pain will continue for West Coast. But as I think we spoke about last time around, boys, you just need to limit those 100 points to point defeats and, and look at the percentage and just make yourself more competitive week to week. What I would say on their injuries as well, though, given they've got a brand-new high-performance team, there's no doubt they've changed the way they prepare the players and, and, uh, and their methods over the summer months, and that will, will carry some risk, of course. Um, in the short term for, for long-term benefit. I don't think there's any doubt that's taking place at the moment. Not that they want to wear the injuries they've got, and Matt, Matt Flynn's a costly one, but, but clearly they were prepared for this, I think, that they would lose some as they seek to change habits and change training methods. So that's, uh, for the long-term, fine. For the short-term, a bit of pain. Um, limit those nasty losses that we saw last year. And for Fremantle, well, you, you, you make the top eight, you throw yourself at the pointy end of the season, and you've got a significant home ground advantage there. If you can snag a home elimination final, then who knows where they can go. Yeah, very much so. Hey, last one before we go. We've been talking about this already this morning. Birds of Tokyo are set to be dumped by the West Coast oh. Eagles. So they've made a very harsh call yeah. at the selectors' table. They're gone, and they're going back to the semi-original song. They've made a couple of other subtle changes. I think this is more the version out of 2018 when they won the flag. Uh, team songs, Sammy, I mean, what's your favourite? I mean, mine is Richmond and or Melbourne. What's yours? Yeah, I like the Tigers one. Uh, I don't mind North Melbourne, actually. Really? Um, and I found myself caught up when they made the grand final, the GWS yes. Giants. <laughs> yeah. Gained a real cold following. <laughs> the Giants <laughs> ones, and the Giants one's a good one because it's new and it's upbeat. And the Eagles brought out a new and upbeat version, and you've poo-pooed it. Yeah, we've well, killed it off. Killed off the. Uh, killed it, off. it wasn't the fans, uh, Sam. Let me tell you, it was the number one cheerleader in Tim Gossage here who, who rallied <laughs> the club and said, "I want changes." And they said, "Okay, Tim, we'll make them." So we got rid of the tunnel. We got rid of the eagle head and the uh, the big blow up, and we've just gone back to the traditional. I'm still worried about the banner because I want it to be crepe paper. Got a feeling it might be a curtain. No. And and the song's gone as well. So we just pull. We'll be just pull the big the big the big moves over here, Sammy. You can't roll with a curtain. Surely there's not going to be a curtain or a blanket or something That's like that. That's what they had. They had a curtain. Dean, they used to hold the curtain with the open with the slots and the Velcro well, strips for Dean Cox to run through. More environmentally friendly. So perhaps this will catch on. <laughs> Please. Hey, Sammy, always good to chat. Oh, in regards to Geelong, you touched on Geelong a couple of times in, the, in this chat. Uh, what's this $10 million donation they received? <laughs> Just a reasonable donation, isn't it? Cats are one of the few clubs, I reckon there might only be a handful left in the competition that don't have a dedicated indoor training facility. And by that, I mean an indoor field that their four football programs in the community can use. So Geelong are working on one. It'll be built in the next couple of years. They're looking to raise $20 million. Well, they've already got half of that because Shirley Costa, the widow of the late Frank Costa, who needs no further elaboration, has stood up on behalf of the Costa family. 
Uh, and Robert Costa is, um, is Frank's surviving brother. And he's gathered the family together to promise guys a $10 million contribution to this indoor facility down at Geelong, an extraordinary donation to the club as they look to... Uh, the Costas look to catapult their beloved cats into the modern era. Uh, you get the under-10 from uh, the Labor government. It would be a little bit tougher without Dan Andrews being in power, but you'll, they'll still get it. They've bought everything else for them down there, so uh, still a marginal seat, oh, is it, Sammy? They're a serial top four side when it comes to government funding. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the all-time greats. <laughs> hey, Sammy, good to chat, mate. Uh, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to the real stuff. It's going to be a big week of match sims, of course, as well. Appreciate your time this morning on the show. Good on you, lads. Cheers. Here is Sammy Edmund, the best in the business, SCN's chief sports reporter and a very good host. He should have his own show, Carte Blanche. Not just fill in, Sam. It's Major Sam. He needs so to have his Mornings own. with Sam Edmund. Well, maybe wait out Edmund in. Oh. Scotty and Goss. Oh, you'd start another fight. <laughs>